So Zeke, you sent me a text today. You said I have to remind you about true friends. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh <laughs> rolling into work, right? Went up the interstate. I passed this moving truck. I've never seen this company before, at least. <laughs> I know but it literally says going. it says true friends on it. And like that's their pitch is like, we'll help you and take care of you move just like your true friends would. And I start laughing. I'm like, man, I ain't met a true friend yet that had any desire to help anyone move, whether it was me doing the moving or the helping or a friend, whatever, like nobody wants to do that shit. I started laughing. Like, how are they even in business? Nobody's going to call that number. The truth of the matter is the whole thing about moving is, you know, that you don't want to do it. Your friend doesn't want to do it for you, but your true friends are the ones that suck it up and do it anyway. Like you did for me. (laughs) Well, see, actually what I was thinking about was this time back in the day when I lived in Chattanooga and one of my boys from high school, he lived down the, the hill from me and he was uh, getting ready to move out of his uh, condo. And he's like, yeah, you know what day you think it's going to work for you and the guys, you know, I figured, you know, get everybody to come up here. I'd get a case or two of beer and you know, everybody help me, you know, move everything. I just started laughing and I'm like, Stumpy son, we're out of school. I got a paying job. I'll go buy a keg and some folding chairs and we'll all sit in our asses and drink out a whole damn keg of beer and watch you move, son. I ain't moving shit. I'd rather chip in a hundred bucks for your moving expenses than to actually do it myself. Yeah, I called home. I was like, listen to this fool. He thinks we're going to come help him move all day for a case of beer to be split between five people. He's lost his damn mind. everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is my truest friend zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day hey zeke what's up there buds nothing much and i know that this is super interesting for people so let's move on what else is new well you you look a little more vibrant in the past 12 times i've seen you why is that normally you just like you've been dragging ass here here lately when i've seen you i have been i apologize for all of the people that have listened to us where i sound a little tired i was going on four hours of sleep for a very long time i still am going on four hours of sleep but what i basically said to myself i just have to get it together for 30 minutes to record this show and then i could go back to dragon ass oh you know i appreciate you stepping it up for us for once when you produce the show and you have to go back and listen to yourself i will tell the listeners as much as i'll tell you there's nothing worse for me when i have to listen to a show and edit it and you listen to it about 800 times and i'm just like wow i sucked and then there's no (laughs) other feeling that's worse than that at least the people at home didn't have to get the uh (laughs) those two or three times where i just like end what i'm saying i'm just sitting here looking at the screen and you're just like deer in the headlights kind of goo goo i'd like uh i'm like are are, are you gonna talk I, i think i'm good here Well, I'm always going to talk, but the good thing is with editing, nobody knows there was a good long pause and you looked at me like I was dumb or the times where I look at you like, hey, are you going to say something? I've been talking too much. (laughs) People did really enjoy our major league commentary, though. I got a lot of messages on that and I said, you know what? I actually cut out five more minutes of it. Oh, yeah. You're sitting here thinking like, is this going to be a show about major league or bourbon? I think you even at one point were like, 
we can't keep talking about this. I'm like, why? It's golden. So it was great. I cut a lot of it out. The truth of the matter is we had like a 45 minute show and 35 minutes of it was on major league. I'm not upset with that. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about the people, you know, so I'm thinking about like, if people like that, we banter and we should ask this. I know a lot of people get at us like, Hey, it was eight minutes in and you did not get to the whiskey yet. So if it's more like, Hey, we do that banter after we get into the whiskey, maybe that's a better thing. Like if somebody wants to hear that, but I know that if it's eight minutes and we haven't been talking about whiskey, I'm getting a text. Well, I mean, it can be any whiskey, I think. And, you know, at the same time, those, uh, you know, podcasts have a fast forward button or people even listen to it like fast speed, like Alex does and stuff. So I, I think anyone complaining, you know, it's one of those things where you could remedy your own problem. Well, Alex is a weird dude. He's got number two now. He's uh, he's going to be sleep deprived like you for a while. Yes, he will. Congrats, by the way. I don't think we threw that out there. I, no. I missed a, it as well. A big congrats to our friend Alex from the New England Bourbon Society. Is that what it's called? New England Bourbon something? Uh, Yeah, I think the Jackie sent me says Nibs. Good dude, Alex. You see him on the boards. Congrats on your second kid. And you know what you need, Zeke, if you're tired, depleted? I mean, I'm not going to answer this with what you want. <laughs> You need electrolytes. <laughs> and whether or not you're no days off as a newborn kid, it's me at the gym or it's whatever Zeke does. When you're feeling nauseous, recovering from a workout, or you're not feeling your best, your body's depleted and dehydrated. You don't need excess sugars, dyes, calories found in many popular hydration products. You need medical grade hydration that was made to work and work harder than Zeke does for this podcast. You need BioLite, the world's first IV in a bottle. Just one bottle of this stuff. And I know you drink it all the time. I know you get it when you go down and see Tarek at Elixir Spirits. It has seven and a half times more electrolytes than the leading sports drinks with only a third of the sugar it has dextrose and natural sugar helps you with fatigue it also is made with clean ingredients like ginger root b vitamins and milk thistle that is going to reduce nausea give you energy and get toxins out of your body so when you need hydration you don't want to sacrifice quality and convenience you've been going to the gym you live a no days off lifestyle biolite is the answer it's the best choice for those battling a hangover athletes or those recovering from a sickness, visit drinkbiolite, that's B-I-O-L-Y-T-E dot com to find a retailer near you. Zeke, today's show is also sponsored by Cast Cartel, the premium spirits marketplace. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. What they do is they hook you up with retailers that will ship stuff directly to your door. The allocated stuff is going to cost more. It is a convenience thing. So if you have the extra coin, you want to sit on your couch, you don't want to go through a raffle or kiss up to a store owner, whatever you got to do to get that bottle, you don't want to camp out overnight, go to cascartel.com and get it shipped right to your door. The daily drinkers are going to be on par with what you would expect at your local and it's convenient also follow them at cast cartel on instagram they're always giving awesome stuff away to their followers and last but not least today's show is also sponsored by our friends at premiumbarproducts.com your number one place to go to get laser etched glassware and the official dad's drinking bourbon glen karen glass they have all sorts of glasses there from the glen the wee glen the tipsy dram the kenzie dram whatever it is they have it and you can customize it they also 
also have bar tools, but just a heads up, everyone, they're taking the holidays off. They will not be back until January 10th. So if you need something from them, wait until January 10th, then go to premiumbarproducts.com and get something really nice for yourself or somebody else. If you are a distillery, a store owner, or a bourbon group, you have a bigger wholesale order, let me know. I'll get you in touch with them. They have wholesale options as well at premiumbarproducts.com. All right, Zeke, it's about time we got to the whiskey because it's about eight minutes in and that's about the time we should get into the whiskey. Now you have a story about how we procured this whiskey. This is Tomstown bourbon whiskey as well as Pendergast Royal Gold Bourbon. Um, so I got these from fellow Whiskey House member Aaron Thompson. He works down at Stones River liquor store in Murfreesboro. Anyone in town or passing through town definitely uh, would recommend sticking your head in there if you're uh, in the neighborhood. They do a pretty good amount of picks and do some really good picks and have uh, you know great staff as well. Can't say enough nice things about those guys for sure. So Aaron was on a trip and uh, ends up at the Tomstown facility. He's talking to the owner and whatnot. He's like, oh, by the way, you know, you're from Nashville. You know, uh, the dad's drinking bourbon. I, I enjoy their podcast. So Aaron's like, actually, yeah, I see Zeke all the time. And Johnson, when he comes up to the house for stuff, you know, what's up? And he's like, oh, well, would you bring him, you know, some of our products just to taste and review? I think he's really want us to taste it. I, it, it wasn't like it was, you know, contingent. But well, if somebody wanna... gives it to us, we're going to review it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the least we could do because it's still letting people know about their product that might not even know about it. Exactly. But yeah, that's what I told him. And um, again, this was, you know, a few months back, kind of like a few of the other things we've been finally catching up and getting to. I know John mentions it most uh, shows or weeks or however you want to look at it, but we're trying to get back caught up just with everything else going on. It's been a racket some days, but uh, if we have a sample from you, we will get to it. That is for sure. I think that's the most anybody has ever heard you talk in a sequence to tell a story on this podcast. Been one or twice when I get going pretty good and you don't interrupt me. I try not to interrupt you. I interrupted you this time because you said um way too much. It will not be on the final product, but for those of you that are listening, he said um like every other word. Well, that wasn't my normal kind of story. I had to think about what I was saying. Um, so Tomstown comes from Kansas City, Missouri. It's named after Thomas Pendergast. And thanks to Wikipedia, I know that he was an American political boss who controlled Kansas City in Jackson County, Missouri from 1925 to 1939. What he did was he only held office really briefly, but he was the chairman of the Jackson County Democratic Party, and he got a whole lot of politicians elected, and he handed out government contracts and patronage jobs, became wealthy in the process, although his addiction to gambling, especially horse racing, later led to a large accumulation of personal debts. In 1939, he was convicted of income tax evasion and served 15 months in a federal prison. The Pendergast organization helped launch the political career of Harry S. Truman, a fact that caused Truman's early enemies to dub him the senator from Pendergast. Dude was a boss. He was a mogul. So he was the guy, he was the guy behind the scenes. He was the guy getting the people elected and then getting the kickbacks in the process. Smart man. My kind of guy. You know, it's always better to not be the guy out there in the limelight. Be the guy behind the guy. I know. You have me out there in the limelight taking shots and you're getting other things. <laughs> So in that vein, what they've done with these bottles, actually, this kind of reminds me of the Belfour bottle that we mm. reviewed before. I mean, this is like very Gatsby, 
very art deco of that kind of era 1925 to 1939 both of these just look very gatsby to me lots of gold foil on these bottles no i think it did a good job of uh you know representing the era and the person and, and making the whole story tie in together i mean i thought, I thought they were really cool looking bottles a hundred percent and the tom's town the bourbon one it almost looks like a, a skyscraper like it looks like a yeah. building yeah it looks almost um you know like empire state building or something to me and even kind of like the fans out on the side I like on the front, it says where the, the tax foil is. It says the people are thirsty and then Tomstown on the back. Not to be confused with the killers and Samstown. <laughs> what does that have to do with whiskey? Well, Tomstown, Samstown. Samstown is actually a casino in Las Vegas. Interesting. Never heard of that for some reason. I just like to pull out some savant facts for you. It's one of those gaming halls that isn't necessarily on the strip, but all the locals know where it is. It's kind of like the Spearmint Rhino. Only you know where that is. Have you ever been that place? No comment. Dude, I about had a panic attack. Like that's the closest I've ever come to having a full on panic attack. Oh. I, I mean, I, I felt like a, like either a, you know, a swinging door or a lazy Susan or something like the minute you walk in, you just get bombarded. I mean, I got knocked around like every direction. I was like, Jesus, this is too much. I just need a drink. So this, so this whiskey, it is double oaked. The bourbon whiskey is double oaked. It's 62% corn, 36% rye, 2% barley. It's non-age stated. They actually put some oak staves in there. It's 90 proof, 45% ABV. I'll talk about the royal gold bourbon before we start drinking that. But this regular double oaked Tomstown, what did you think about that one, bud? To clarify, even for myself, double oaked, does that mean two barrels or are they talking about like the staves going in there being the double oak expression? I do not know. So I'm assuming they're talking about staves. What I was able to find on the internet was it's finished with extra French oak and American oak staves dropped into the barrel for an indeterminate time. But as we just got the bottles from the guy mm -hmm. who gave them to your guy who gave them to us, mm -hmm. there's no like fact sheet. So gotcha. I yeah. apologize to the folks at Tomstown. Thank you very much for the whiskey but we don't have a whole lot to go off of just my research and i'm doing the best i can gotcha either way i i think uh you know the double oak thing as well as staves i didn't really get a feeling of either one of those things tasting these uh, i was kind of surprised when you even first said double oak i was like it doesn't taste oak forward or heavy by any means and it doesn't have that kind of feel that some usually stuff with staves does either so good work there for sure diving in though Dun, dun, dun. I thought this one on the nose-wise was really corn syrup forward. It also kind of reminded me of Golden Grams. I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and warn everyone I'm on a good cereal kick right now with these things. I don't know why the, it comes in waves, but we're, we're back on one for a minute. Palette-wise, I thought that it was sweet. You know, Literally just you know, Rice Krispies and marshmallows, man. That was the first thing I thought of. Like It 100% just reminds me of those Rice Krispie treats. Almost kind of like a, um, a very lightly browned caramel popcorn like the, the 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 color would just be barely cooked though i kept getting some kind of like popcorn-esque note out of the nose and the feeling of this but it's not popcorn but you know what i mean it's got to do something to do with corn syrup oils that kind of stuff i just couldn't 
put my finger on what I really thought it was. Kind of, you know, a, a loose tie-in. It, I can't pinpoint what it is, but this is one of those things where you, you've tasted something like this at the county fair. Not funnel cake yet, I don't think, but there, there's something that tastes like this at the county fair. I just couldn't figure out what it was. That all you got? That's all I got for Tom's Town. So on the nose, I got oak, but not like a heavy charred oak. It was just like wood. Like I could tell that the stave had been in there, but it wasn't like a, a heavy char to it at all, which is different than what you got, but I'm not surprised. A lot of sweet fruit. I was with you on the corn, but I got a little bit of a Werther's to it as well on the nose, like that caramel butterscotch Werther's. Everything about it was very sweet though. Going back to something you said where... It doesn't really remind you of a double oaked. People would think of a double oaked gold standard to either be the beam double oaked or the Woodford double oaked. And this doesn't have any of those characteristics whatsoever. It, you know, besides the fact that, hey, it's whiskey. So then going to the taste, not an overly thick mouthfeel at 90 proof. I'm not expecting it to be, but this kind of screams to me that it's probably a younger product because it's non-age stated and they're putting the, the staves in there. And the fact that I did get a little bit of corn, not a lot of development there on the mouthfeel, but a fair amount of spice, clove, baking spice, caramel. And then I got a little bit of oak on the finish it kind of came back it was that one that we've talked about before where it's not a char but it's kind of like that young oak that comes through i didn't get any bite or anything really no nothing about it had a bite to it it was just you know a little bit of that young oak came through on the finish for me it was all the sweetness kind of went away and i was left with that but we'll talk about what we thought overall here in a minute the Pendergast Royal Gold Bourbon was finished in 14-year-old Ruby Port wine casks. It's 90 proof, 45% ABV. We don't know what the mash bill is. We don't know what the overall age is. I'm assuming it's the same mash bill as Tomstown, but I'm not 100% sure, nor do I have any confirmation of that. Your guess is as good as mine. What did you think about this one, Zeke? <laughs> well, I'm laughing at myself twice on this kind of because you saw it clearly, but no one else will. But when you said the uh, the finish, my face like, huh? Like, do what? And I literally forgot what I wrote down for notes. And then I felt even dumber. Because on the nose, I put down, uh, and granted, I, I really compared this to the first one to a degree as far as my notes on this one were just the differences I picked up in the two products. But on the nose, I put down that this one reminded me more of a, a white wine or maybe even a Chardonnay and that it was also more floral than the first one, which, like I say, threw me off when you said wine finish. I'm like, wine? I like this one. It tastes like a wine finish. And I'm like, well, evidently it did, dummy. You wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are um, you saying that we might have found a wine finish that Zeke Baker can get behind? I, I enjoyed both these products fairly well. Um, Palette-wise, this one definitely had more caramel and warmth to it, I felt like. And if I'm going to keep my cereal theme going here. I thought this would be more like honeycombs. And that was really the, the main subtle differences I got. I mean, you could definitely tell these were kissing cousins, if not closer relatives. But I, I did think that the, the second one, the, the Pendergast, seemed to be more aged or refined. It would definitely be big brother of the two if, if I was looking at him in that way. And it, it seemed to be a lot better rounded and, and whatnot. And, and I'm following you for most of this. 
I sometimes think I'm at a disadvantage being the guy who does the research and like sets everything up and gets you out the samples because I knew this was finished in port casks and I think it mentally just psyched me out the whole time. Like when I, I took a whiff on the nose, I'm like, oh, the port's coming through. And then when I went to go taste it, I'm like, oh, the port's there, you know, like, and I get what you're saying. It's, it tasted more aged. It tasted more refined. I ultimately kind of punted this, but I said, if you like finishes, it's one of the better finished products I've had. That's easy to say. I think it's a great product. It's just not one that I'm going for. But to get back to the first one, that was my jam. I loved that first one. It's a daily drinker for sure. It's not one of those ones that is going to wow you with the mouthfeel and you're going to sit there and go, oh, this is a you know one of those high proof ones that I bust out and I have one or two after a, a long day. This is the one that, you know, you're still working at night, need something to kind of take the edge off. Not like working, you know, I'm saying somebody who works from home and like goes to check email later. I'm not talking about doing crazy stuff, but I mean, you need a 90 proofer and it's going to let you read a book and you're, you're still going to know what you're reading. You know, Tom's town's the way to go. That Royal gold. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I just finished bourbons and me are not the best of friends. I mean, obviously the first thing I think of now is at some point slipping this back in for you in a blind somewhere. For me, I didn't pick it up at all, other than like the the little bit of wine notes I had on the nose. But even then, port's not a white wine, is it? I don't know. I don't. You no, know, I don't keep up that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the notes that I got for wine are nothing that would I think be what you would expect from port. So maybe that's just kind of a random coincidence thing or something. But I think in a blind, I would be surprised if you you had the same thoughts on this one, honestly. I get it on the taste. I get it on the nose. And I think it's one of those things when you're doing notes and all of a sudden you sit there and somebody's like, oh yeah, I get cotton candy and you might not have written it down, but then you taste it again. And you're like, oh man, I got cotton candy. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things when I sit there and I go, oh, this is a port wine finish. And then I taste it. It like magnifies the port for me. I feel like at best there might just be a smidge on the finish, but other than that, it's not there much at all. And I think both of these products for being you know stave rebarreled finished i think they're both a very lightly done as far as you know how they're doing it which is kind of one of the things we've always knocked on as well is who let it sit in the barrel that long or who left you know this stave in there that long like you you, you lost all your original base whereas I, I think this is you know much like a you know, say you had a square or something and you just kind of shaved off the corners and make it well-rounded, <laughs> no pun intended, but I, I really felt that's where both of them fell for me. I couldn't agree with you more with that <clears throat> assessment, though, that it's not too much. It's just enough. Just so you know, port wine is actually, a. it's more of a dessert wine. It comes from Portugal. It's a red wine, just so you know. Gotcha. So that's where I could really taste that red wine coming through. And again, though, here's the best part. Tomstown is 40 and this Royal Pendergast is 45. So even if it's not my jam, if if you like finished whiskey, I'm going to support a $45 finished whiskey every day because other places are going to go ahead and put it out at a lot higher. You know, this Tomstown for 40 bucks, I don't know what the age is, but I know it was enjoyable. I'd pay 40 bucks for that all day. So essentially I'm a buy on Tomstown 
I would be a buy on the Royal Pendergast if I really liked finishes, but I'm going to, since I don't, I'm going to pass, but you should get it. <laughs> I meant to ask. So is that the normal high rye MGP mash or is it off? Cause I, I feel like the barley content on that one didn't seem like the normal number, but I could be wrong. So what it normally is for MGP is it's 60 corn, 36 rye and 4% barley. Mm-hmm. So that 62 for the corn and the two for 2% for the barley is a little bit off. The other one is going to be 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley. So they keep their barley consistent across the board. So that's why when people are trying to figure out where this is distilled, some have said MGP, but it's just not a mash bill that I know is readily available at MGP. I could have totally dreamed it, but for some reason I think um, Aaron may have told me that, but don't quote me there. You know, I'm, you know, the memory gets fuzzy some days. Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> but they have all sorts of stuff. I mean, they have a bourbon that has 49% barley. So one of their bourbon mashes at MGP is a 51% corn, 49% barley. The other one is a 51% corn, 45% wheat, and a 4% barley. MGP keeps their barley pretty consistent. If, unless they're doing a high barley, it's all 4% barley. Yeah, most expensive grain. Saving money, son. You got to when you're a factory. <laughs> yeah, and they're traded publicly now. Got to watch these things. <laughs> Did you buy MGP stock? No, you know, I don't do much of stocks, really. Before we get into Zeke's thoughts, where are you on these? Are you buy bar, pass? Where are you? <laughs> I like them both, honestly. Tasting them blind, I would have thought that the second one was a higher proof. That also surprised me that they were both the same proof. I enjoy them both. They're very easy drinkers. I think the first one drinks easier than the second one. Uh, Again, that one kind of seemed a little more aged and and had a little more depth to it, I thought. And, you know, at five bucks, that's not much difference. But, you know, anything less than 50, we're always happy with these days. I I could see myself buying either of them. You know, they are good looking bottles. It's something that somebody would see they'd never had. It's good looking bottle. And I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed with either one of them, honestly. I like the skyscraper on my shelf a little bit more, though. Oh, that's just the the deep down overcompensation. You know, no, the the deep down inner John being upset that in this duo he's the shorter of the two. So it's some form of overcompensation. <laughs> Anyone else in the world? Damn it, not have been the tall one. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm the better looking one. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he got jokes people he got jokes so what other thought did you have oh so i, I did just randomly have this pop in my head this is pretty cowtailish. I, I think we got to put this on the cowtail scale and what is this on this what is the cowtail scale and well, maybe not scale but like the, the the list of things that i give the uh the, the cowtail marking to you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely in that wheelhouse of, of a profile. So out of one to five cowtails, how many cowtails <laughs> do you give it? It's cowtail, but without the little, uh, you know, sugar powdery, dusty stuff on the outside. You got to take that off. That that, that part of the, the profile is not there for some reason. So it's two out of five cowtails. Oh, it's at least three. It, 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 it's in there. Dean Richards is going to love this thing one day. <laughs> Dean Richards was singing on his Facebook today. So if you haven't seen it, he's playing the guitar. Should get him a microphone. Looks like a big tater. 
we, we may have to, uh, you know, follow up with these folks at some point. Obviously, with a name like, um, you know, Tom's Town, one of our uh, our fellow Wolfpack uh, folks is, you know, Tom Janica. I mean, he does have a will at Tom's Tears, but I feel like it might be time for a, a second Tom pick to, to surface. If we can do a Tom's Town pick with Tom Janica, I'm in, and I'd say we road trip to Kansas City. Oh, man, you're going to take no days off on that one, but it's going to be barbecue, I'm pretty sure. It's going to be barbecue, but I'm going to be working out in the hotel. I will not be. (laughs) Thanks to the folks at Tomstown for sending this our way. We really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. I'm sorry wine finishes are not my jam, but if you guys like wine finishes, that's a good whiskey. It's just not what I go for. So I really did enjoy it. The prices are right on both of these. Keep up the good work and let's get a barrel pick. Maybe they let us put our own staves in there. I feel like what they're doing is pretty well honed in. You you can't taste them at all. Uh, again, I'd have to think it's minimal use. But, but I'm just saying, how do we do a pick? How do we, you know, because it's probably a blend. It's not a uh, single barrel. Good question, Edwards. Every now and then you find one. I'm just saying I'd love to do something unique with them and. They do listen to the show, so hit me up. Send me a message on our Instagram or send me an email. I would love to find a way to collaborate with y'all, so reach out, and Zeke and I are game. Sounds like a deal to me. So they can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drink of Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke is busy eating a cow tail. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Happy holidays, everyone. If uh, anyone is traveling, etc., uh, do please be safe out there. Cheers. Ciao.